Welcome back to another episode of the Ballers Only Podcast. It is your host, Duke Lee. Joining me back today is Kev Hernandez. We're going to be talking some NBA, early start at the Lakers, Warriors, and some great teams in the West and East. Later joining me will be my good friend, Ruben Alvarez. We're going to be talking some football and some midseason reviews. Stay tuned. <laughs> All right, Kev, thanks for joining me today, bro. Yeah, no problem, man. So, early season, we had some predictions uh, in the last episode. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them are looking good. Some yeah. of them are not looking so good. <laughs> um, so, let's yeah, talk man. about the Warriors, first of all. I think okay. everybody knew that they were going to come in and just own the league this year again. So, what has impressed you so far? Steph Curry. Dude, I Number know, one right? guy right now. Steph Curry's playing at its MVP level. Or even better than what he was playing. Better. I mean, right now he's shooting it 3%, almost 54 from the field. Yeah. And his three-point percentage is like around 52. It is. It's 50. Right. Uh He's averaging 32. (laughs) That's crazy. It's it's ridiculous. And then you have, obviously, Durant, which is one of the best scorers of this generation, right? And then you have Clay, who had a slow start, and then... yeah. He's struggling. I mean, first, like, four games, he was shooting, like, 13% from three. <laughs> that's ridiculous. That's, that's crazy, yeah. huh? Yeah, 13%. He's picked, he's picked it up. I know. Up. He basically got his averages back after that one game against yeah. the Bulls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I know it was the Bulls, but 52 in, like, 27 minutes, Yeah, that's 14 great. threes. They're letting the league know, like, if we're, we're taking you guys seriously every night, we're going to blow you guys out of the water. Whenever yeah. we want, right? I th- yeah, I think the, maybe like the past two years they were kind of taking it slow, mm-hmm. in the beginning of the seasons. But yeah. I think I think they want they have something to prove. That, yeah, you know, going into their sixth season altogether. Mm-hmm. Well, like no third with Durant. Third oh yeah, Durant yeah, third then. with Durant. But the other guys, you know, yeah, a little longer there. than that. Mm-hmm. They're going for the three peat, you know, and yeah. They had still have a lot to prove for, for themselves as a team. Steph setting the tone, um, even though Clay's struggling, you know, Steph is there and KD's there too, picking it up. What's crazy is that we're talking so much about Steph and his his early start that we don't even realize that KD's averaging, I think, around the same range, like 28, 29 points, shooting a super high percentage, being efficient like always. And then now I think they're just kind of toying with the league, taking turns, scoring 40, 50 each. Yeah, I mean, who's next? Is this Draymond going to drop 40? <laughs> Draymond's going to have a quadruple double. 10, 10, <laughs> 10, 10. So, talking about Clay Thompson, I felt like he was so out of sync, you know, and this is like the first time that I saw Clay not being engaged on defense and offense as he, as he normally would be, you know, and then I think that game against Chicago kind of changed everything. So, since we're talking about Clay, what do you rank him as? I guess one of the best third wheels to ever play the game. So you have Worthy up there with Magic and Kareem. You have Ray Allen with Pierce and Pierce and Garnett. KG, Ginobili, and then you have Love and Bosch. I think he's number two behind Worthy. Number two of all time. I mean, I don't want to go way far back. You know, in the okay, eighties. Okay. I mean, like past it, the eighties. But I mean. Oh, he he he's for sure beating out you know Ray and Ray and company you know with KG and Pierce. That's better than Bosch, because remember Bosch was a twenty-four uh, and twelve guy. Yeah, I mean Bosch before joining you know Miami Heat, mm-hmm. the Raptors that was his team. Yeah, he was a leader. He was averaging you know twenty-four yeah. a game. I think the thing with Clay that he has in his argument is is these kind of games, the the sixty points in mm-hmm. tw- twenty-nine minutes. You know what I mean? The the thirty-seven point quarter. Yeah. 
all that. And yeah, and the thing is, we've never seen such a dominant team like the Warriors before in the past. Yeah. Okay, yeah. you can you can you can argue that Miami maybe. Yeah. But even then, what they're doing the last couple of years together as a team, mm-hmm. it's it's ridiculous. I think Miami, which is dominant in terms of talent. People fear Miami because of their talent. People fear Golden State because of their talent and their style. Their t- their style of play. Yeah. That's what know? sets them apart. And the thing with Golden State is that when they dominate you, it's just so demoralizing. Like, yeah. you know, you just imagine guarding Clay and he's just hitting threes and threes and threes. And, you know, same with Steph and same with KD. The three-point shot is probably the most demoralizing shot in basketball right now. Yeah, right? it is. It, it used to be a dunk, right? Yep. Like a dunk would suck the air out of a building, but... Right now, if if Steph goes down and he he dances and he dances this little step back, Jay, yeah, the crowd goes wild. Mm-hmm. It's, it's if if he misses, if he misses, you have Draymond or KD rebounding and passing it out to Clay or and yeah, Steph and right shooting back. it again. Yeah, on the fast, think about this: on the fast breaks, they're not even going for layups. Yeah, it's, it's they're set, they're spotting out for threes. I, I've seen I've seen him go on a fast break, turn around, yeah, and, and shoot a three instead of going for that easy dunker layup. Well, the thing with guys like Ginobili and, you know, Ray Allen, like the third wheels and those championship teams is that they never had crazy games like this. So when you look at their stats, they don't look as dominant. You know what I mean? Because if you look at Ginobili, you don't know how really how good he really was unless you watched him. Like there's nothing you can pull up from Wikipedia or whatever that will tell you how good Ginobili was. You have to watch that guy. With Clay, you can pull up tapes of 13 for 13 in one quarter and, and dropping 37 points. Like Think about it, 37 points in one quarter. 60 and three quarters. 16, 29 minutes. For sure, he would have dropped at least 70 if he played the fourth. And he had a playoff series where he scored 11 threes. Yeah, against the Thunder. Yeah. I mean, Clay. the thing with Clay is that he underperforms most of the time in the playoffs. But in elimination games, dude, he's just so, so dangerous. I watched uh, that game against the Thunder, obviously, when KD was still on the team. I know KC, and, and then Clay would just hitting shots after shots after shots. And there were shots that you needed to hit in order to stay in the game. And then those shots are so underrated because when you're down seven, you know, with two minutes left, you need a shot to stay in the game. Clay was hitting all those shots. I mean, the clutch factor is usually when there's two, three minutes left in the game. That's that's what clutchness should be, not mm-hmm. just taking the last shot or hitting exactly. the game winner. And I think that's what's mi- it's mi- it's misunderstood sometimes when we're talking yeah. about clutchness. Like, oh, you know, Fobio would always take the last shot. Like, yeah. yeah, that's cool. But before that, I mean... Who took the shot to get them to that point? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like yeah. the Game 7 finals against the Celtics. It wasn't Kobe making the shots. It was... Artest. Artest. It was Pau Gasol. It was Derek yeah. Fisher. No, but Sabre. Clay, it just he's just so underrated. And, I mean, I hope he stays there so he can win mm-hmm. more. But do you think... Well, here here's a hypothetical question. Mm-hmm. If Clay keeps dominating, right, and Steph keeps dominating, mm-hmm. do you think it's more likely that KD will leave? KD? Yeah. Let's say they win, right? Uh-huh. They went again to get a three-peat. I think he's, he's going to want to stay. Really? I think he's more likely to leave if they were to win because then... Actually... I mean, unless I you want to I mean, go for the four-peat. I think he... Here's what I think. I think KD would want to leave. Mm-hmm. Somehow, some way, the rest of those guys are going to convince him to stay, go, going for that four-peat, which hasn't been done in years. Since the Celtics. Since the Celtics, exactly. Yeah. But there, there is the possibility of him just leaving because he really, he already established himself as a great player. He has three rings, possibly three Finals MVP. You know. Yeah. Um. So what else is there for him to prove to himself? 
he's going to want to go out to another team and maybe win on his own or at least try not on his own but maybe with, with another you know great but wouldn't you think players he would, and another star right next to him right but wouldn't you think he would try to win four and then leave because if he keeps doing the the two-year and you know player option type of deals he can just pretty much opt out after every year so if you win four you make history with the four peat you have one more than lebron right and then now you can go i don't think he's gonna go back to okc i mean there are talks about him going going to the knicks talks about him going to the lakers which i don't think that's happening i don't think that's happening either because why would he help lebron win more championships yeah it doesn't make sense right i think the team he would go he would go back to is I know you said OKC, but I think he... I don't think he would go back to OKC. You don't think so? No. No, I don't think so. I think he would. I mean, it's it sounds right. He's going to come back and make things right yeah, with Westbrook. Yeah, like, exactly. Like when LeBron it, did with it, Cleveland. Yeah, exactly. Went, go win with Westbrook, and, you know, it's all said and done. We won a chip together. There's no more beef. I have to stop myself thinking about that. Paul George signed there for four years. Right. So... And then you have Steven Adams locked up. Yeah, yeah Steven Adams locked up. Locked I up. just don't exactly. think... So, in terms of cap space, it's not no. there. Well, with the Lakers, it's kind of tricky, right? Because mm-hmm. they have so many guys clogged up the three and the four spot. So, him going there, where would he fit? And who would they let go? I wouldn't want him in the Lakers. Yeah. I would not I would rather have AD. AD? Uh-huh. I think your I best. Would. I mean, let's say we have a rush start, right? Before mm-hmm. All-Star break. Magic's going to make like a big trade. That's what I'm thinking. Possibly going after AD. And so, if Jimmy Butler's not already gone by then, he's going to make try to make a deal for Jimmy Butler, too. You think so? I think so. Possibly. It depends on how the season goes. If they're playing well together, then there's not going to be any trades before All-Star break well, during, okay. during that time. But well, the if, if they're struggling, are... they might fire Luke Walton. They will make some trades. Okay, but, well, okay. So let's let's talk about that. So the Lakers are off to a slowish start right now. Mm. I'm blowing a lot of leads late game. Oh, uh, man, that's... That's tough um, to watch. Yeah, they're kind of getting out of control. Let's just say this. The Pelicans call up Magic Johnson and say, we'll give you AD, we'll take Josh Hart, Ingram, Kuzma, and maybe like a throw-in or a pick. Do you do it? Is that too much? Yeah, that's too much. That's too much Do you talent. think that's too much? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's too much talent from the young guys. Hell no. What? Get, okay, substitute, substitute KCP for Josh Hart. Josh Hart, Ingram. I'm pretty sure they're going to want Hart. Jo- okay. KCP, Ingram, and... There's Kuzma. There's... Say, I don't know, Mikhailu, Rondo. Rondo just came from there, so I don't think he's going to yeah, go back. Yeah, yeah, I don't think so either. Lonzo, KCP, and Ingram, and then there's... The, you would give up Lonzo? For AD? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Rondo is basically a rental. That's why I'm asking. I know he's a rental. I mean, right. LeBron can rent point, possible. We saw in Cleveland that when LeBron was the only playmaker on the team, it wasn't working out, right? He, he demanded for them to get another playmaker. Mm-hmm. So right now he has Stevenson there. He has Rondo. He has Lonzo. Oh, I forgot about Stevenson. Too. That might be that might be overkill <laughs> on the playmaking, quote unquote. But I don't think that's too much. Okay, because right now you're sold on the potential of of Ingram and what he can be. Yeah, I mean right. watching his play, it's it's disappointing. But I, I know I still got to give him time. I, he's on his third year. He is. Uh, you he still is. have to give him some time. But I mean, I think I think the thing is that the Lakers are thinking that he's gonna be like a poor man's KD, you know, Something in a couple like of years. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but let's talk about what the Lakers are for what they are right now. Okay. Well, I mean, okay. Before we get into that, that trade is reasonable. You know, Josh Hart, Ingram, Kuzma, in a in a second round, first round pick, whatever the case may be, for AD. And I'm sure the Pelicans would throw in another <laughs> player. Yeah. With AD. Or Maybe Ro- Randall. <laughs> I know. Huh? Imagine Randall back on the Lakers. Maybe Randall and Rondo. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind. No, but how blurry would they be though? 
if Rondo and Randall get traded <laughs> for one another. Anything is possible right now. Something like that could happen. Yeah, I would do that trade in a heartbeat. You kidding yeah. me? AD, yeah. a top three, top four player in the league. Yeah. Come on. That's, that's AD that's with LeBron and Lonzo and company. Oh, man. Yeah, it's Lob City. Woo! Right <laughs> that's crazy. But as for the Lakers right now. Um, oh, shitty start. I think, well, I think the problem is that they don't know where Ingram and, and Kuzma fit. Like, do they start together? Is it better if Kuzma comes off the bench? Is it better if Kuzma doesn't play as much with Ingram? They can't. They shouldn't have those two guys on at the same time. They, they right. But Ingram, they but Ingram is but, not going to sit. He already said that. Well, yeah, Ingram said he's not going to sit. So how how about you sit Kuzma? Like, Kuzma hasn't come out in social media or anything like that like that saying he has a problem sitting or, or starting you know right and ingram let him know i'm not gonna sit okay so that's already ingram already has like some kind of ego issue going on there you, you know what he I'm does saying? so sit sit kuzma and let ingram start yeah. but i mean you would rather have a guy like that than a guy that doesn't talk at all right i mean i i was I mean, happy for ingram when he shoved harder yeah, in that one fight I, mean, I was i was okay with that too i mean standing up for your teammates that's standing up yeah for and that, that shows some type of competitive edge in you you know you don't mm-hmm. want to be like you want to be like lonzo ball last year <laughs> walking yeah. away from a fight <laughs> and after interviews like there's no point <laughs> oh man people were throwing punches where was he when they were throwing punches he was walking away was he yeah he was walking away Bro, I mean, I hate Chris Paul, and and, and I know he complains a lot, yeah. but dude, Rondo is a little bitch too, dude. <laughs> he was. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, he's always been like that. Maybe I'm biased. He did that, he did that against somebody, somebody else. Did that against? I think it was, was Isaiah, it? Isaiah, Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah yeah. last year. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He gets in his feelings really quick. I mean, maybe I'm biased because he kind of. He yeah, because he played with the Dallas. He didn't yeah, want to play for you guys. Yeah, he kind of fucked him over in the playoffs. He d- he didn't want to be there. I mean, it, yeah, but you got to suit him and play, bro. I mean, I remember you were excited. <laughs> I was so happy when we got him. We cause, got Rondo. <laughs> no, because he, because he was, because Rondo was one one of my favorite point guards. Yeah, right? yeah. And when we got him, happened. it was like a match made in heaven. Yeah. We had Rondo, Monte Ellis, Monte Chandler Ellis. Parsons, Dirk when he was still good, and Tyler Tyson Chandler. Tyson I was like, Chandler, dude. yeah. I was like, we're going back to the finals, baby. And then nope, this dude took like two hours to get the ball up the court, and he fouled out. I think he picked up like. Three fouls in like two minutes, something like that. That that year was the that year was a disappointment, huh? Sure well, it was. Yeah. But dude, he ga- he actually gave CP a little left hook though. He did. Like that that like Conor that. McGregor special. <laughs> 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 the funniest hook was Ingram's. <laughs> dude, Ingram just. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Slender Man coming in for the super. No, but I mean Ingram still needs to develop. The tricky thing with Kuzma is that I think right now he's a better player than than Ingram. Right? Would you say so? Yeah. As of right now, he's as of right better. now he's he's he's, he's better. playing better than he's playing better. He's but definitely. Playing I think better. a lot of people are not sold on him because obviously you know there are concerns for his ceilings, and uh, where where it's gonna go. Kuzma. Yeah, he's like what twenty two. He's gonna be twenty three years. I think he's already twenty three. He's already twenty three. Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, Ingram's averaging right now 15 points a game. People yeah. were expecting him to make a jump to 20s, yeah. to the 20s, right? Kuzma jumped. He's averaging 18. Yeah, but I watched um, Kuzma against the Mavs, and he was just so out of control. Yeah. He was just putting his head down. The thing with Kuzma is that he's a he's a walking bucket, but he's not a good playmaker. He might be in that category of... He's still, he's still finding himself. He still has to slow his game down, just exactly. like every other young player out there. Well, the concern with Kuzma is that he's going to be in that category like Rudy Gay. That type of player, like O.J. Mayo, that's, they're going to give you 20 points, 18 points, but they're not going to 
make your team better. Mm. And that that's the thing with Kuzma. And Ingram shows that he can play point at times. Yeah, he could. He, he needs to work on his ball handling a little more, you know. Right. And his game right now, it, what I'm looking at, he's he's looking to take his game in the mid-range area. Post right. up, turn around, shoot that mid-range, or face mm-hmm. up, jab step, shoot it over the defender. Because he has that length right now. He does. And I then, think he's taller than 6'9". He looks taller. He might be. I mean, then when when he takes it in... He's super he, long. He's super long. He can lay it up any anytime he he wants to. But I mean, I've watched every game so far. Some of sometimes his shot his shot selection isn't very smart. It's not. He, he's it's not. taking contested jumpers. It's a one pass. It's a one pass shot. One pass shot every time mm-hmm. with Kuzma. And and I mean, I saw him I'm, play. No, I'm, I'm talking. I'm talking about Ingram. Oh, Ingram. That, I'm talking about Ingram's game. No, I think Ingram's more patient with the ball. But I'm saying I've watched games where Ingram's taking like contested mid-range jumpers, or or he's missing. Easy I think that's buckets. a shot. I think that's a shot. That's a shot, but he's not making him right now. Right. I I think Ingram is more patient with the ball, and he gets no, his yeah, sweet he spots is. better. You know, he, the he shots is. will come. I'm yeah. sure. But Kuzma, I want to see him improving his three-point percentage. Kuzma, I feel like the minute he sees the basket, he, he, he wants shoots to. It. He wants to attack. Yeah. And speaking of it, shooting, Lonzo has gotten a lot woo! better. With Lonzo. his shots, right? I think he's pulling up with a lot more confidence now. Um, no hesitation. No hesitation. Not, not thinking about it. I mean, him getting stronger is a, is another factor, too. He's averaging 39% from the field from threes. It's an improvement from last year. Yeah, and it looks it looks different. It looks better. looks better. Right. I mean, he's still airballing here and there, but yeah. it, it looks a lot better. I mean, he's airballing because he's thinking about it. He's hesitating. He's thinking right. about it. But, I mean, let's not forget why they drafted Lonzo. It, it was uh-huh. because for his playmaking. They wanted him to make the guys better. But now that LeBron is there, Lonzo is kind of an oddball out because he's just there to be the filler. Even though he's playing great D, right, and he's shooting a good percentage from threes and all that, where where do you see Rondo? I mean, Rondo. Lonzo's fit in the future. Is, is, is he going to eventually be the point guard of the team and handle the ball and, and, and you know, calling plays? Or is it going to be LeBron doing that? for the four years that he's there. LeBron's a playmaker. I don't see LeBron taking a backseat. And if he if he does take a backseat, it's because he trusts Lonzo's playmaking ability. And he, he trusts his, Lonzo's making the right decisions in late games. Well, the problem is I don't think LeBron has a choice, right? Because right, he's getting older, even yeah. though he's not slowing down, but he will have to slow down at some point. I mean, to be honest, to me, seeing him play on the Lakers, he, he seems a little bit slower. But maybe that... Maybe that he's always been that way. But I to think me, I think he, slowed down I think he has to. I think he knows now that he has to pace himself. Yeah, yeah. Especially yeah. being in the West, mm. you, you literally want to com- tire himself out. Compete, yeah, every single night. The regular season matters now in the West because mm-hmm. we saw last year. I think the three spot to like the ninth spot was like three games apart. Yeah, it was crazy. Right. So if you take a night off, you blow some some late leads. You Which know, is happening to the Lakers right now. They're blowing. Yeah, exactly. They're up by 18 to they're they're up by 19 against the Dallas Mavericks. Yes. And we almost lost. I know. Luka Luka Doncic tied up the game with I think it yeah. was it was a mid-range floater or something. It it was a, a little yeah, one-legged fadeaway and then lo- shot. And then on the other and before that, I think there was a play where think Matthew shot a three from the corner mm-hmm. and it was LeBron's. No, it was Barnes. Barnes? Mm-hmm. It was Barnes shot a three in the corner and LeBron it was LeBron's fault. Yeah, he sagged off on him. He's, yeah, he just it was his fault. But well, yeah, the problem is these easy leads and it's it's getting re- out of well, hand. Well, I watched that whole game and I I saw that the Lakers got I think they got too excited, right? And then I think they took the Mavs lightly, right? This is still it also gets in their head. A decent know. team. I mean, uh, I'm trying not to be biased here because the Mavs are my team, but. 
it's still a decent team coached by a very good coach. You know, you, yeah. you don't want to just start throwing alleys behind the back. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I mean, Dallas is – they're not going to make the playoffs, bro. I don't think so either. That's just, that's just being that. real, yeah. But we are going to see a lot of improvements from Dennis Smith Jr., Luka Doncic, probably rookie of the year so far. How you liking Luka? He's I good. told you. He's good. <laughs> I told you. Yeah, he's good. I've seen his style of play. I like it. Yeah. It's a, it's a little like a Paul Pierce style, style of play. He's like a yeah. he's like a he Pierce like and Hayward Pierce and Hayward combo, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of his highlights, he ball faked the guy on the left side mm-hmm. and on the right side, and then he kind of just threw it down to uh, what's his name? Jordan. Jordan. Yeah. Huh. Well, the thing with Luka is that he's so controlled and. He is. He plays at his own pace, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I mean, people say that's that he's slow. That's what makes him unique, though. Exactly. I people say no that he's slow, that. but I think he knows how to switch it up when he when he needs to. You know. Just look at the other slow players: Paul Pierce, uh, Andre, Andre Miller. Miller. Oh, <laughs> Those guys were slow. Andre Miller just. <laughs> <laughs> this dude just walks up and down the court and tippy toes and. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He doesn't even drive for his layups. <laughs> Yeah. No, yeah, but I mean, the Lakers are obviously off to a rocky start. Mm. Uh, Denver was one of the other teams that we picked. Denver. Well, at least I picked. You picked. You picked high. Uh, you, I you picked, picked them. You, you picked them third, I think. Fourth. I picked fourth. them fourth. Yeah, I might. I might have been wrong. And they're eight and one right now. Jeez. Yeah. The scary thing about them is that they're not even at full strength. They're, they're missing Will Barton. They're missing Isaiah and possibly MPJ. You know, Michael Junior. If he makes a difference, we don't know. Uh, yeah, exactly. If he makes a difference, but. I think inserting Tory Craig, which I don't think a lot of people know who he is, and neither do I really. Inserting him into the lineup gives him a boost uh, on on the defensive end, and I think that's where they they improved a lot since last year yeah. on the on the defensive end with Millsap there too anchoring the defense. Yeah, and obviously Jokic and the the backcourt. Jokic, they're, they're monsters. I mean, I picked Denver to be fourth. But I think right now, as of the way it's looking, I think they're going to keep that number two seed, right? I mean, we picked OKC yeah. and Houston to be two and three. Yeah, what's going on with Houston? Houston, wake your ass up. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, the Houston situation is confusing to me because they have the core players back, right? Capella, CP3, Harden. Mm-hmm. And I think last year with those two healthy, I mean, with those three healthy, they were like 37. and They were, they were basically unbeatable. Right, I don't think Melo makes you that much worse. No. I mean, the the other day they needed twenty eight points from Melo. Uh, I think he shot like nine for twelve to barely beat the Nets. Right, I mean that's like vintage Melo, and CP three had like thirty seven, twelve, and like seven, something like that. Yeah, that's because Harden's out. Yeah, right. But I mean, it's the Nets. So what's going on in Houston? Are they just not making shots? Are they just not playing defense? I mean, I mean, <laughs> the weird thing is that now everyone's scoring one hundred and forty every night. Right, offense is like being promoted like more than ever with the the new rule too. When the offensive rebound all doesn't reset, yeah, it doesn't reset the shot clock. So that means you have to shoot right away. You does can't it, really doesn't, doesn't give you time to set up your offense. Exactly. So offense, it's like super crazy right now. Everyone's dropping 120 almost every night. It's almost like a joke, but at the same time, it's kind of entertaining. You know, yeah, everybody's dropping more than 100. When the Lakers were going on their championship run back in, you know, from 08 to, you know, 2010, I think they were limiting, like, teams' offense to less than 100 points. Yeah. Now now I think it's not even about 100 points anymore. I think it's more like 110. I don't think it, they're playing less defense. Just the offense is picking up more. I mean, you're making more threes in this era. No, it's more so possessions. That, and yeah, more and possessions. more threes. More possessions, more threes in that well, these are NBA players, you know, and they are professionals. So if you give them more possessions, they're going to eventually score. It doesn't matter how good the defense is. Yeah. 
right? So, I mean, people are talking a lot about, oh, nobody's playing defense, but it's just, no, it's just, that's just not true, mm-hmm. right? All right, so, I mean, that's enough talk for the West. Let's move on to the East. So, we picked Toronto, Boston, and Milwaukee to be the top three, right? Mm-hmm. And I think we're pretty much dead on with that. Were you expecting the Bucks to be this good right away? I mean, I had them second, almost. Right. I had, him, I had you him did. in there, so you I kind of did. did expect them because of Giannis. I thought Giannis was going to take over that team, and I mean, he's showing it so far. Yeah, I think I think them hiring Bonholzer from the Hawks was a mm-hmm. super super good move. Mm-hmm. Um, he's changing the whole offense. They're shooting a lot more threes. Yeah, I think they're they're playing at a faster pace, which is like perfect for Giannis. You know, you have space for him to work down low, and you're playing at a fast pace, and you don't want Giannis in transition, right? No so, one can stop him, man. Right. You see that dunk today? Yeah, I, sh- I showed you that dunk today on, on Kufis, right? Yeah. Oh my God, dude. That was crazy. Crazy, and then you have Toronto, who's obviously winning. Well, I don't want to say winning because DeRozan playing well in San Antonio, but obviously Kawhi, it's it's a much better fit in in Toronto than mm-hmm. DeRozan, right? And then you have Danny so Green, so far, mm-hmm. so far, right? And you have Danny Green, who's helping them spacing the floor and shooting threes, and playing defense, playing defense, doing what he does. I think at the end of the day, you know, they bo- it was a both win win for uh, the Spurs mm-hmm. and Toronto. See, and I'm I'm usually against the, the firing coaches prematurely. It was a good choice letting go of uh, Dwayne, Dwayne Casey yeah. last year and uh, Jason Kidd from Milwaukee. And obviously things are working out for both of those teams. Toronto yeah. is going like 12 deep. They're a team. They're playing everybody. They have, a, they, deep, they have a deep bench. I mean, they're one of the yeah. deepest benches from last year, too. Exactly. That's why they made it to where they made it. I mean, unfortunately, uh-huh. they lost to LeBron, but that's another story. Yeah, but Nick Nurse is, like, using everybody to their full potentials. And then um, Kawhi is playing well. And I think that was, like, a big question for everybody. Yeah. To see him excel without Pop. Without Popovich, without that system they're running over there. Right. So, I mean, I love seeing Kawhi play out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's, he's, he's having fun, and he's still playing the way he played in the Spurs. And he, he's, he's, getting, he's actually getting, uh, like, isolation on one side of the floor. Right. You know? But it's just funny watching him play because yeah. he's so stiff, right? Yeah, and he's stiff, but he scores. You can't stop him. It's crazy. He has like four moves offensively, but you can't stop him because he you can't. He mastered those those moves so well. He plays like a a stiffer version of Kobe. Yeah, right. A, a, sl- a slow back down and then turn around fade. Turn around fade, and he's still obviously one of the best defensive players in the league. Yeah, he's still shooting efficiently too. It's right. just it's amazing. Proved me wrong. I mean, also you maybe. He's yeah, a, he's excelling out of that pop system, right? For sure. To me, because I I knew Kawhi was a great defender, and I, I knew that he w- he would have been a great defender in mm-hmm. Toronto or in anywhere else that he went. But offensively, I didn't I didn't expect Kawhi to be this good without the Spurs system. Yeah. Um, the only problem I have with him is that he's still resting a lot. Uh, he's not playing back to backs. I'm not sure if that's a precaution thing or Pro- he's probably. still hurt. Um, I'm not still hurt. I think it's a precautionary measure for him. They're looking to win the East. Yeah. That's why. He yeah. said that the important months are April, May, and June. So, so with Toronto looking how they're looking and with the Lakers looking how they're looking, do you think Kawhi's staying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. So back-to-back years, you have basically a locked-in Lakers. Well, did you hear what he said? Uh, somebody was asking him, well, growing up, blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah, blah. and he said, were I didn't you, like the Lakers. Were you a Lakers fan? I was like, no, I didn't like the Lakers. I like Allen Iverson. <laughs> <laughs> he said something like that, but... Yeah, why, why are you saying that? Because <laughs> last year you guys were bugging about PG, and then this year it was Kawhi. Kawhi and now yeah. it's looking like you guys are striking out on both. 
the rumors and there were reports saying that he was his destination was L.A. or Lakers, and then or Clippers. Later down the road, they started changing all oh, Clippers. He just wanted to play in Atlanta. Like, what is mm-hmm. it, Kawhi? Do you want to play for the Lakers, or do you just want to play in L.A.? Which is the other option is Clippers. I mean, right. I mean, Kawhi's a weird dude, so <laughs> you, you you never know. Right. I mean, it's not that he's weird. It's just he he keeps everything to himself. So yeah. I mean, I mean, we're like not in an offensive way. It's just yeah, yeah. he's a little odd for NBA superstar. Yeah, he is. Right. I mean, assuming he wins MVP this season, do you think he'll stay? If he wins MVP, I mean, because he's up there right now with with Steph, Giannis and Steph, Steph, AD. Well, AD was up there, but I think the the Pelicans have been losing a lot lately. So yeah, you have to he, win. He's stepping off. Steph for Giannis, sure. Steph and Giannis, Giannis and Kawhi. Those are the top three right now. Exactly. I mean, Kawhi's arguably the best player in the East, right? You have him, Giannis, and B. Yeah. Assuming, assuming that does happen, and him coming out publicly saying he's he's never been a Laker fan, and <laughs> he's not coming. He's not coming to the Lakers, at least. You don't think so? I don't think so. Not anymore. So what's the next? <clears throat> the next move for the Lakers? Next target, AD. I'm telling you, trade for AD. If it's not, you wait and see if it's crazy. There's been talks. Maybe try to get Durant over here. Because I'm wondering, because I'm wondering if the Pelicans call up Danny Ainge in Boston, right, and tell him, hey, we'll give you AD. We want Tatum, Horford, you know, maybe Rozier or, or Smart. Do you think they'll give up Tatum? Most importantly, Tatum. I would give up Tatum. I would give up Tatum. Yeah. You would give up Tatum. Mm-hmm. So I, you wouldn't I, you wouldn't give up Ingram, but you would give up Tatum. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the Celtics, they're deep, bro. I mean, yeah, they got a deep they got a deep ass team. I, I'm pretty sure they would rather give up Hayworth than Tatum. I for sure would do that deal because I think they can really win the East easily if With they get AD. AD. See, the thing is, I don't know if you want to split that bunch apart. They already have good chemistry going since you know last year, and right. Although they had Kyrie and Haywood injured, they both have they they have them both back now, and they're still playing well. Okay, well, okay, and let's let's talk about Boston for a second because okay, we all picked Boston to win the East, right? Uh-huh. I mean, a lot of people have have Toronto in that combo, but. I'm sure everybody had Boston at the number one seed, and right now they're, they're playing. They're playing okay, but they're not really blowing people out of the water like they should be. I think the issue is that they saw the the team without Kyrie and with without Hayward, and seeing how they were over overperforming in the playoffs, right? Mm-hmm. And they they just think like, oh, okay, with that team playing that well, you plug in Kyrie, you plug in Hayward, and they'll be exponentially better. But I don't think that's how basketball works, right? Mm. You, you still have one basketball. You still have shots to to divide among the players. It's also chemistry. That chemistry is not there yet as a team. Right. You're still getting used to it. I'm talking about Kyrie and Hayward. They're still getting used to it. Yeah. This is technically kind of their first, first season year together. 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 Again. Yeah, yeah, it is. That's a reason. And Kyrie's not a pass for his point guard. Kyrie's not a point guard where he's going to make your team teammates much better. Mm-hmm. Not like not like. I LeBron, think Hayward would probably Rondo. have to take on that role. And Horford to be the playmakers of that team, right? Because mm-hmm. Kyrie's a scorer; he's in a scorer. Kyrie no and Tatum are scorers. Yeah, you know, Brown is the three and D guy. Brown is a three and D guy. Right. And, and right now, the the one the guy that's playing the worst out of all of them is Jalen Brown. He's not playing. It's not playing well as well as mm-hmm. you know you would expect him to be. And Hayward, I'm sure he's still coming back mentally. You know, maybe physically he's back, but mentally, I think if something like that happens to you, you know, you're thinking about it all the time. So he's looking good, but. Yeah, does play does play as a factor. We saw that in, we saw that with Paul George when he came back from his leg injury. Yeah. Well, now now the thing with the Celtics too is that you have three players in the same positions, right? Hayward, Brown, and Tatum, right? And then you have Horford. They're also needing shots because Horford can score himself. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that team looks good on paper, but long term, I don't know. I think Toronto might keep that number one seed, and the Bucks are looking great too. So the Celtics might See, be stuck at number three. The Celtics, they have a lot of talent going on there. They do, and having a lot of talents doesn't mesh well sometimes. And we we haven't even mentioned the bench with Rozier yeah. and, and and Marcus Morris. Yeah, you kind of you kind of it kind of reminds me of the 2013 Laker team with Dwight Howard, Nash, Metta World Peace, Pau Gasol, yeah. Kobe. That's a lot of talent on paper. That's, uh-huh. oh, we're going to the championship again. Ideally, you would think it would yeah, work. Yeah, exactly. Right? And then we saw them how we saw how they played. It didn't right. work out. I mean, obviously, I know there's injuries. Nash was old, out of his prime. Dwight Howard is coming back from a shoulder injury. Mm-hmm. And there's something going on where Kobe said, you know, stop being a softy, come and play. Yeah. Something like that was going on. And mm-hmm. I think Dwight Howard spoke about that, too. But anyway... That that's kind of like a similar situation with the Celtics, where it's a lot of talent and it's not meshing well right now. Right. I mean, a part of it could be rust too. Rust. Yeah. Rust. Rust. Kyrie still getting back to it. You have Hayward still getting back to it. Do you think Kyrie's gonna stay? Because there are a lot of jokes right now <laughs> about the Celtics being Tatum's team. I think. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't think I don't think he's liking that. Yeah. You know what's funny? I mean, he's not. I don't think he's paying much attention to it. You know what's but. funny? Do you know um, Kylian Mbappe, the, the soccer player, the French guy? Yeah. 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 Right, he's like a 19-year-old mm-hmm. prodigy. Mbappe, yeah. Yeah, so like Neymar left Barcelona because he didn't want to be in Messi's shadow, right? Mm-hmm. And now he's kind of playing behind Mbappe because Mbappe is so good. He's freaking good. Huh? And the same thing is happening to Kyrie. Yeah. He left LeBron because he didn't want to be in LeBron's shadow, basically, right? And now yeah. he's kind of in Tatum's shadow. I mean, Tatum's Ka- the talk of that team. Kind of. I mean, Kyrie picked it up. I mean, Kyrie's still the best player, no doubt. But, you know, whenever Tatum scores, everyone's talking about it. I don't know. I mean, it's kind of it's kind of a weird situation. I mean, he left LeBron to kind of have his own team, uh-huh. and now that's kind of looking a little different with Hayward and Tatum. Right. So I I can see him leaving. Yeah, I can like, definitely I see would, him I wouldn't too. I wouldn't be surprised if he left, mm-hmm. whether that's to the Knicks or somewhere else. I think he and Butler would probably join forces in New York. I think that would be a good team. They talked about it before. I'm sure you know Jimmy went out in public and said, you know, I want to play with Kyrie. Kyrie's from New York, so mm-hmm. that makes sense, you know. Well, where do you where do you see Kyrie going to? Let's say he doesn't stay with the Celtics. I think he goes home. He goes to New York because yeah. I think he he seems like that type of dude where at this point he just wants to play, and he wants to play where he's happy because obviously leaving LeBron tells you, and then obviously leaving the Celtics this year if he does tells you where he prioritizes winning, right? Because Especially he said, he said, if you guys will have me back, I would love to be back next year. Something like that, right? Something like that, yeah. That's yeah, code exactly. for if you guys pay me, <laughs> I will be back. If you guys pay me and if the, he sees that, hey, they really want me here. As a player, I'm sure as an NBA player, they know how management is works. around with them uh-huh. yeah, and how management works. Right. Who's being more favored than, mm-hmm. than the other person. No, and for sure right now, Tatum is, is looking like the future of that team and not Kyrie. And yeah. people forget how young Kyrie is still. Yeah, Kyrie's yeah. twenty. I think he just twenty six. Twenty six. He just yes. turned twenty six. So he's young. Super young. So I see him going to the Knicks, going to work with Porzingis, and Butler, and adding Butler. Yeah, that's a championship oh. team right there. Yeah, G League championship team. Because <laughs> <laughs> they need, they need to add role players. They need to add a bench. Yeah, and then with the right coach too. That Fizdale. I like Fizdale. Fizdale is solid. But I mean, right now the way it's looking, Toronto's looking real scary. If I have to pick a team to beat Golden State, it's coming out of the East this year, not the West. Because you know how the last couple of years people talk about the Western Conference playoffs is really the finals because the East is terrible. Yeah, the right? East is good. The now East that is good this Kawhi year. is over there, 
Right, you ba- you basically have three legitimate contenders for for Golden State. Maybe even four. 76ers, you got to throw them in there. Let's talk about the 76ers. Uh, yeah. yeah. Let's talk Embiid, about it. Embiid, Embiid let's is talk just about it. <laughs> Hashtag MGK, let's talk about <laughs> it. But well, so, yeah, I mean, just let me know your thoughts on that. How, how's Simmons looking? How's Embiid looking? How's that whole system looking right now? Well, Embiid is, is killing everybody right now. I think he's second in the league in scoring. And he's obviously a, a great two-way player. Simmons, the, the tricky thing with Simmons is that he's still great. He's still a triple-double threat. But I don't know if he made as much improvements as people wanted him to. I mean, I, I told you I don't really see much improvements other than him be, being able to shoot the ball, which it's still not right. the case so far. I mean, what else can he improve on? I mean, he's right. already getting triple doubles last year, and he's easily getting him this year, right? Because because of his length, his size, his and vision. I think yeah, I think for them to take that next step, they they need him to do that, and obviously mark out Fultz. But mm-hmm. obviously, Fultz is looking better this year. Fultz is looking better, and he's starting he's too. I mean, I picked them to be fourth, and I think they're going to stay there because they lost Bellinelli, Iliosova. It's funny because those two players went back to their old teams. But, yeah, um, they did, huh? Yeah. Bellinelli's back at... San Antonio. San Antonio. And then losing those two players hurt them a lot, I'm sure, because there's less spacing. And those two players play well in the playoffs for them, too. Yeah. You know? And Ersan is playing well for the, the Bucks right now. And Bellinelli's back to where he belonged, you know, the same system, so... Uh, I picked them to take a step back. Uh, Embiid is playing super well, but I don't think they're going to beat the Bucks. I don't think they're going to beat the Celtics, and obviously not Toronto. Because who can guard uh, Giannis on that team, on, on the Sixers? Nobody. Nobody. Nobody can guard Giannis. Kawhi, I'm sure if they stick Kawhi onto to Simmons, he can probably take Simmons out of the game. I think he did one game. So I think the, the problem with the Sixers is that they have so many other teams that can counter what they do. I don't think they're going to be a contender for the East, and I don't think they're going to be contending for the, the Warriors either. Not the Warriors. Not the Warriors. Not the Warriors. And we haven't even talked about Boogie when he gets back. I mean, good Lord. Dude, just imagine if Boogie gets back and he drops like 40-something points. <laughs> Everybody's oh, screwed. Man. They're all going to be taking turns. And you have Draymond Green in the back feeling left out. <laughs> <laughs> just imagine how that locker room is after every game. Yeah. What does Clay rank? We I forgot to ask you this. What what do you think Clay ranks in in terms of being the best shooter of all time? Best shooter of all time. Yeah. I mean, you have a lot of players up there. So let's let's not talk about makes, right? Because it's it's a different game now. You shooting more threes, so obviously you, you're making more. Threes. So we're talking about ability to spot up and ability to come off the dribble too. Is that yeah. What we're talking about. Yeah. Okay. Because people just throw in threes when you talk about shooters, but I'm talking about everywhere. I mean, catch and shoot, spot up, off the dribble, you know, when when he's on fire, like, where does he rank? Because Clay being on fire and Steph being on fire, like, neck to neck, right? You can argue Clay is probably a better shooter when he's on fire than Steph. Yeah. Uh, well, Steph Curry's the greatest shooter of all time. He is. He, he is. is. He's number one. Yeah. And it's hard to argue this, but I'll, I'll put, see, I want to put Ray Allen as, you know, up there too. Well, I'm going to say it. And then I have Clay over, over Ray Allen. And then you have, you know, Reggie Miller, too, but that was a different game back then. I think Clay is second, dude. Yeah, I mean, look, I don't want I I to be the person to say it, but. Yeah, <laughs> I'll say it for you. Clay is second. You say it for me. Clay, yeah. Clay is second. Clay is the second best shooter of all time. Who else is? Who's up, and, who, okay, who else is up there? And I like Rayanna a lot, and I like Steve Nash a lot. Steve Nash was nice. Right? And then you have, like, Corver and Reddick and Steve Kerr, you know. I like Corver, too. But I think Clay's literally up there. Clay's Clay's for sure top three. He's for sure top three as shooter. Because think about it, he broke Steph Curry's record 
14. Right. And three quarters. Three, 14 threes and three quarters. He could have gone for 20. Yeah, you telling me he can't hit like three more? Like 17, 17 threes in a game, dude. That's 51 points from just threes. That's how much threes a team makes per game, bro. Yeah. That's crazy. 17 threes. He could have literally gone for 17 threes. He would play a couple minutes in the fourth quarter. And then Steve Kerr needs to stop being a buzzkill, dude. Play these guys. Yeah, I know, huh? I want to see Clay drop 70, Steph dropping 70 or something like that. I know. I know these guys have the potential to drop 70. Yeah, for po- sure. Possibly 80, but, you know, more in the 70 mark, I see them. 60 points in 29 minutes. You're telling me he can't drop 70, possibly 80? Yeah, because let's say you have 60 uh-huh. and then the third going to the fourth. These guys can easily make three threes. Exactly. That's already, that's already and free throws in there. It's already you know. 69 and you got free throws. They can easily score like 70, 75 if they play Damn. the fourth quarter. That's crazy. You know, they it, were talking about it. It's crazy to think about that you have three players that can mm-hmm. score in the 70s when right. they're on fire. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's dude that's i don't even think some okay i know some people that can't even do that if you were to lock them in the gym by themselves <laughs> yeah yeah if you were to lock them in the gym by themselves they probably can't hit 17 threes all night no you can't you know <laughs> <laughs> and these guys are doing it against nba level competition that's that's insane but i mean all right kev thanks for joining me today bro yeah man, uh, no i problem. think we're gonna wrap it up for today this was fun this was Next up, we got a new guest for you guys. It's my good buddy, Rubes, Ruben Hood. Say what's up, Ruben. Yeah, what's up, guys? How's it going? <laughs> hey, thanks for coming on, bro. Oh, my pleasure, man. How was grad school treating you? Uh, it's pretty tough, man. I'm like over here biting my nails because I'm taking the time, you know, off to come. But it's cool. It's <laughs> a, you know, it's not every day you get invited to a podcast, so <laughs> you know, I'm just like happy. Making me feel bad and shit, but yeah, thanks, bro. Uh, we're recording this right now on November 4th, so we're midway through the NFL season. So at first, we're going to talk about the top teams on each conferences. So Kansas City, what do you think about those guys? Man, that offense, right? Patrick Mahomes. And it's crazy because uh, I'm a Dallas Cowboy fan, and so uh, people were asked, like not people were asking, but I remember watching the game, and a commentator was like, oh, it's crazy that uh, looking back that Zeke's having a great-ass season, but mm-hmm. would you try not to trade Zeke and uh, get Patrick Mahomes in the first round, you know, with the Cowboys' fourth pick? And it was like, man, you know, <laughs> well, you know what could have been, right, yeah. with Patrick Mahomes leading the Cowboys. But, but Dak them. was looking good his rookie year, too. Though. Yeah, exactly, you know? right? Yeah, so him getting him in the fourth round was definitely, like, uh, a good thing, yeah, for that for that year, right? But he hasn't mm-hmm. been playing as good as of late, you know? So. Yeah. So is Mahomes the real deal? You think so? Mahomes is the real deal, man. At least under Andy Reid. Yeah, he has a great yeah. quarterback coach. Yeah, so. Because we have a lot of good young quarterbacks coming up, right? Mahomes is one of them. Uh, how quickly people forget about Wentz, right? He was about to win the MVP last year pretty much until he got hurt. You know, and you have Jared Goff in L.A. running things with, with Todd Gurley. So, I mean, from what I've seen from Mahomes, he, he is the real deal, right? He has the arm. He has the accuracy. Uh, he can make moves under pressure. Yeah, he had, he doesn't have the arrogance either. Like he knows he's good, but he doesn't like come off as like, yeah, I'm the shit. You know, he comes yeah. off like, hey man, like, like oh, thanks for for all my team, thankful for all mm-hmm. everyone that's around me. You know, I still gotta put in work, and which is something that I feel like some of these new quarterbacks are out. Like Dak, for example, I don't think they're putting in that that work in the study room because you look at the greats. You know, like you mm-hmm. look at uh, Tom Brady, you look at uh. Um, yeah. Aaron Rodgers, you look at uh, Breeze, like yeah. those guys are not on the top of their like argument just because you know, like those guys I know in week out, weekend, they're in the film room getting mm-hmm. plays in, and mm-hmm. I don't think these new guys have that in them, you know. Yeah, 
True, true. I mean, Kansas City right now is sitting uh, at the top of the conference. Um, I think their offense is flawless, right? They got Tyreek Hill, Kareem Hunt, Kelsey, right? Who's probably the best tight end in the in the league right now, and then obviously Mahomes. Uh, their defense, though, it's, it seems to be a problem. Right. Yeah. So um, they're able to win their games because uh, Mahomes is just having a good shootout and is putting mm-hmm. like forty-two points up per game. And yep. I mean, they can't really sustain that type of offense. Then they're done. You know, if their defense just gives up forty points as well. Right. You know, that's a lot to ask, especially like for Patrick Mahomes off his second year. You know, like. But you know, we'll see. We'll we'll see what the playoffs hold. You know, let's see if he does some game-winning drives because he hasn't really been under pressure as of True. late because they're always winning. They're always up mm-hmm. in the lead. So. I mean, all the guys that really get talked about, it's because they have those game-winning drives in the last minute. You're like, oh, I can't have a 12-point lead against Tom Brady <laughs> with, like, the five right. minutes left in the fourth quarter. Like, you right. don't know what that guy could do, you know? Because you see with Aaron Rodgers, right? Yeah. If he gets the ball back and he's down seven points, you know, it's probably going to be tie game. Yeah, well, I mean, look, um, Tyler Montgomery got traded last week, <laughs> right? <laughs> he took the ball away from Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. And I was like, bye, buddy. You know, go yeah. to the Ravens, see how much fun you have there. I Baltimore, don't think you know? anybody in the world thought that Aaron Rodgers just was going to come back and, 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 and win that game. Now that we're on Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs, um, how good of chance do they have coming out of that conference over New England? Out of the AFC, uh, Kansas City being number one seed. Yeah, I think they could do it. I think they could definitely do it. I don't think New England is uh, all that powerful um, this season. You know, they had the early um, hiccups against the Lions. Yeah, like yeah, in the early season, they weren't looking as hot. And uh, as of late, you know, now with all the additions of like Edelman coming back, they're Mm -hmm. looking. And in the acquisition of Gordon, like now you could you could see that their offense is ready to uh, pick up that stride again. You know. Because coming to the season, uh, they gave away Brandon Cooks, right? And then basically they had nobody to throw it to. But then now Edelman's back, right? Uh, Gronk is still out, but yeah, I'm he's sure like they're going to. Yeah. He's going to come back. And then Gordon. Sonny, Sonny Michelle was looking nice too. And then yeah. he got injured. Or he's like, you know, he was dealing with a knee injury. And then he almost like broke his leg, I think, one, one week. And uh, he's been out for the past two weeks. So. Um, with that addition alone, Sonny Michelle was, was, you know, helping Tom Brady a lot. So yeah. that's a pretty powerful offense as well. I think the problem with New England is that they still don't have a running game or like a reliable running game, right? Everything's running through Brady. I mean, sitting third is the, the Chargers, but I don't think they're going to be there for long. Do you? Uh, man, that defense with Darwin James, I don't know, man. Uh, Actually, I take that back. Yeah, they got some good players. Yeah, good players. yeah, the, the Chargers. Yeah, the, the Chargers are good. Some players. Their defense is pretty monstrous. Yeah. So yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't take them out the conversation. Like I know they go against uh, Kansas City twice in the year, though. So um, that's pretty tough, right? But Pittsburgh, though. Yeah. Man, Pittsburgh, though, I don't know. Roethlisberger <laughs> isn't Roethlisberger anymore, you know, and they don't he have Lee Young Bell. So, um, but Connor's doing well, though. Yeah, Connor's doing great, but, I mean, look about what's going to happen when Lee Young Bell does come back. Like, how do you how do you take out Connor and how do you um, work on a committee? Like, do you just give the ball to Lee Young when he comes back? That's going to be yeah. some kind of crisis identity in the middle of the season, right, gearing to the last push of the season. So, mm-hmm. um I'm interested to see that, see if uh, Pittsburgh could really uh, rally behind uh, Livion and uh, make it to the playoffs, but we'll see. Right, because, I mean, Connor's playing well right now, um, but obviously Livion is still Livion, right? And coming back, I mean, that's going to be a good problem to have, you know. It's kind of like the Nick Foles and Carson Wentz situation where the backup is playing really well. You, you debate whether you should plug in the starters, but, I mean, Le'Veon Bell is still Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, I mean, right? like the whole Nick Foles situation, like Nick Foles was playing well, but... Uh, 
Doug Peterson did come out and say, like, he is trash compared to Carson Wentz, <laughs> you know? Like, he, his playbook ability isn't as open as when he has Carson Wentz, and that's why Carson Wentz was ready. He yeah. liked them, you know? Um, but, I mean, Le'Veon Bell and James Conner, I don't know. James Conner is not Nick Foles compared to uh, Le'Veon Bell. James Conner is a real deal. He's been having monster games, monster games back to back yep. to back. So, um, that'll be a really interesting uh, dynamic. I really, really am interested to see what happens. Yeah, I feel like the AFC is pretty much open this year, right? You got three teams that can really make a run of it, possibly four, you know. Um, the Chargers, I think they're winning games now because they know how to close games. I think last year they lost a couple games that were within a field goal or so. So um, the Chargers are looking good. The Pittsburgh Steelers are looking good. Moving on to the NFC, um, the Rams just lost today for the first time. Yeah, that was a crazy game, man. It was. Uh, I didn't get to watch the whole game, but I think I got to watch the best part of the game. And that was uh, after the Mark Ingram fumble, um, the Rams got the ball back and they were about to score. And so it was going to be a costly mistake on Ingram. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the Rams um, do like a three and out and then they fake the punt and try to get the first down and they miss it. And out of nowhere, it's like 14-14. But <laughs> by, the end of the, by the end of the half, it was a 21-point game, you know, and within yeah. like third quarter, you know, not and even the, a full quarter. Yeah, it was like and five they, minutes. they came back. They came yeah, back. Yeah, and they came back. And it was, the, what it was, like 34-34 tight game. Yeah. And then uh, and out of nowhere, just the Saints did their thing and scored 10 points. I know it was yeah. 35, 35, right? Because then game ended 30, 45, 35, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, I think today showed that the Saints are they're, they're a team too, you know, because we're, we're talking about the Rams a lot because they were undefeated. They're loaded on offense. We know that, right? And then yeah. their defense got buffed up this offseason too. Yeah, right. well, you talk about Kansas City offense earlier, about them having uh, Tyreek Hill and Kareem Hunt and Travis Kelsey. I mean, the Saints have just the same. I mean, yeah. they have um, Watson, who just put a monster game against the Rams, you know, against the best team in the whole mm-hmm. league that, you know, that everyone says is the best team in the league. Kamara, um, Thomas. You got, yeah, you got Michael Thomas, and he was he was having a – I don't even know how the team left him that open today. So. <laughs> he was yeah. burning. He was burning yeah. Marcus Pierce. Man, Dude. it was crazy. Isn't Marcus Pierce supposed to be like a top uh, – freaking top five cool cornerback? Yeah. yeah. So, it's like – Yeah, I think they need uh, a keep to lead back ASAP. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he makes a big difference on that mm-hmm. defense. Um, That offensive line, the Saints' offensive line doesn't get uh, as much credit. But yeah. um, I think the Rams didn't get a sack the entire game. They didn't put uh, – and then they didn't get uh, – the Minnesota – I can get a sack against uh Yeah, and Drew those Brees two teams are, yeah. are scary. Yeah, those are the two teams rushers. that you plan you plan on facing the NFC, mm-hmm. you know, in the NFC uh playoffs. So the Saints are looking like the top team now. Like you're not even yeah. talking about the Rams. Like I think all the media attention is on the Rams just because they're from LA. They you know, they're just yeah. new to LA. So they're young, they're fun to watch, right? Yeah, and they're they putting made up a lot of points. Big trades, you know, Sean mm-hmm. McVay, um, that young team, Todd Gurley, big physical runner. So um, I can see how the Saints have been overlooked. And uh, credits to the Saints, though, because I think uh, they made that Eli Apple acquisition a couple weeks back. Oh, hell I yeah. Think, I, think, I think that uh, they were doing that for this game because uh-huh. they knew they had the Rams coming up. So Yeah. Um, Do you see that meme? Where it says Odell was like Eli got traded and he was all happy. It's <laughs> <laughs> like Eli Apple. He's like, oh fuck. Yeah, man. Uh, it's crazy to see Beckham like uh, talk smack about the Giants after he just got paid like ridiculous numbers. Yeah. Top top receiver in the league and uh, you don't invest that much in a receiver ever. Yeah, as good as he yeah. is. And for him to be talking smack about his owner and not wanting to be in New York, it's like, bro, we paid you money to be the face of our franchise. Like 20 mil. Yeah. That's so crazy. that's, yeah. I mean, the big problem with the Giants is that they're not converting, right? Because Eli is, 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 is getting his passes through. Um, I, I know he's getting picks here and there, but uh, Odell is catching his passes, but I don't think they're converting in the red zone. 
I think it's the offensive nice. line for the Giants to be and honest. that too. Yeah, yeah. the offensive line is trash. They picked up Will Hernandez, um, in the draft last season, the second round, early second round, and uh, I honestly was pretty mad because I felt like the Cowboys should have came in and picked them up, even though everyone thinks that our offensive line was the shit. Um, <laughs> before the Travis Frederick, you know, yeah. like even before Travis Frederick got injured, I just kind of felt like we needed one more player to kind of solidify that line. Right. And he was a big boy, and it would have been, mm-hmm. you know, a nice trade up to go get him, you know. Um, right. But I, I think the Cowboys are being too scared, to be honest, you know. So let's talk about your team for a second. Yeah. What happened to the Cowboys? <laughs> Man, the Cowboys. Is, nah, well, actually this season, we didn't. I honestly didn't have that much high expectations for them. Um, I wasn't mm-hmm. too hot on Dak Prescott. I mean, it's really easy to come in as a rookie quarterback and have a good good series because uh, not, not that many teams have film on you, so they don't know how to prepare for you. That, and I mean, the offensive line was, was more formidable, yeah, right, right, that year. Yeah. And he had more receivers. Zeke was playing well. And and now, um, I think, I don't want to say he's exposed because he's still a decent quarterback, yeah. but I just don't think he's the, you know, Patrick Mahomes of your team. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't see us going winning. forward. I don't see us winning playoff games or a Super Bowl with Dak Prescott, unfortunately. Uh, but I do see it with Zeke, though. Zeke's a beast, <laughs> man. Freaky Zeke, man. He's, <laughs> he's fun to watch. I love him, like, coming out of the line. Um, everyone says it's because of the offensive line. That's a no, Zeke's a line. beast. He's a yeah, beast. Yeah, man. You see him running, and he'll finish a run. Yeah. And he'll truck some people, man. Or he'll hurdle some people. And it's, it's just he's yeah. old school, you yeah. know. He's not a Kamara where he's going to give you yeah. receiving yards also, you know. I mean, that's the problem with the Cowboys is just that they don't have any receivers. I mean, Zeke is playing well, yeah. but Dak is not throwing like how you should for a quarterback these days, right? Because quarterbacks are marching up and down the field. Um, honestly, I think that uh, that they were trying to go back to what Dak was successful his rookie season. Uh, he was very successful because he kept doing short passes and dumping exactly. them off, and then and then catching Dez on one of the long um, drives. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess they try to tailor that offense to like short passes, um, having quick guys that create separation really fast, and Dak catching him on that window. Um, I but know you guys had a safety blanket, though. It was Jason Witten. Yeah, he's not there no more. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, and I, I don't think that Jason Jason Garrett, our coach, is uh, really he's a good coach. That. Yeah, I don't think he's a great coach. And he was playing quarterback games with Dak Prescott when he was trying to get him ready for the NFL. Mm-hmm. But I think that once he got that job, he kind of stopped tailoring those games for a court for that quarterback. And um, that extra practice does come in, you know, come into play when you're trying to make right. it into a tight window, like when you're trying to catch Cole Beasley out the slot off a mm-hmm. quick turn, you know, like you need that, right. that, that strength, that accuracy and – I think it's just a little off because he's been missing some big throws this season. That's our season, our record's not that bad. Like some of those games that we lost, we could have definitely won. Um, mm-hmm. And and when we beat Jacksonville, they've been a disappointment too. Yeah, right. Yeah, man, they were supposed to be the top team in the AFC, and uh, mm-hmm. losing Leonard Fournette, their whole offense just shut down. Flew apart. Now, yeah. Yeah. Now you're looking at them getting maybe like a top five pick this season. You know, in the draft. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you you know. Tell me yeah. that. Tell me that in the beginning of the season, I would have laughed at you. Tell, I know. You didn't even watch football, bro. Like you know. I mean, they had it coming though, because yeah. Jalen Ramsey was talking all that smack, and now he's he, he's realizing that you know one guy on defense isn't gonna do all that. You know. Yeah, DeAndre Hopkins put him in his place, right? When they yep. went against the Hop- when, when yep. against the Texans, DeAndre was oh, like, Jalen who or what? <laughs> <laughs> man, the Texans looking like a good team. They might come up and surprise some people and make the wild card and make a run, especially with J.J. Watt and uh, Jadavion yeah. Clowney on the ends, dude. Like, yeah. And look out. Cause I mean, the Texans, I feel like they were always a quarterback away from yeah. contending, you know, because everything else is there. The, the running back is, is at least decent. They yeah. have DeAndre Hopkins, you know. Um, and now I think Deshaun Watson's really trying to take that team to the next level. 
yeah. If, if if he can stay healthy, because he had a terrific rookie year. A fantastic rookie year. Yeah. yeah. He was calling him the next Tom Brady, you know. Okay, <laughs> let's not go there. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but the way he came on the first five games, yeah. man. Yeah. He, he was coming out like Patrick Mahomes this season, you know. And then mm-hmm. he, uh, what, tore his ACL, I think it was. Tore his ACL, yeah. 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 Real um, unfortunate. He started. He started off slow this season, and then uh, I think it was in practice too. Huh? Really? Oh, yeah. Man. Damn, that's horrible. Yeah. I know the. I know the cow after after the Texans played the Cowboys. Though, I know our defense definitely put a whoop in on him because uh, <laughs> ever since that game, he's been having to take the bus to every single other game. You know, because <laughs> you know he can't have all those bruises, all that swelling, you know, <laughs> in the flight. So, uh, shout out to that Cowboys defense, man. We're some monsters <laughs> out there. So, looking at both conferences, who has been the big disappointment aside from obviously Saxonville? The Cowboys, nah, the Cowboys. they're always a disappointment, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, the Raiders, man, the Raiders, dude. Really? Right? The fire sale, dude? Hell yeah! I thought dude. the Raiders were oh. definitely post po- poised for like a good. Uh, um, I didn't think Jordy Nelson was like that off. You know, Jordy Nelson was a monster receiver in Green Bay, so that acquisition having him with Amari Cooper and then. Uh, What's his name? They have Martavius Bryant too. Oh who yeah, put up master stat line in Pittsburgh the year before. So. I mean, I, I like Derek Carr, but yeah, you know, I think after that injury, I think two years ago, he he hasn't yeah. been the same. Nah, that's what that's yeah. apparent. Yeah, and so they paid him that big money, and mm-hmm. man, they traded Khalil Mack. That was that was stupid. Stupidest. That was so yeah, stupid. Right? Yeah. What's even dumber is Green Bay didn't go out and get him. You know, and then Green Bay let him go to Chicago, obviously. To the and Bears, the Bears, Mitchell <laughs> Trubisky, right? What's the young quarterback we haven't talked about? But he had a five touchdown, six, six touchdown game. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, yeah. I mean, they let Khalil Mack walk to the Bears, and and they're the the rivals of the Packers in, in their division, yeah. right? And now you have Khalil Mack going after Aaron Rodgers twice a year. Like that's right. that's just so stupid. Well, that's a, that's the same thing that you could say about every single team in the league that doesn't make a trade for like Josh Gordon and lets him go to New England. You know, it's <laughs> like, you know, you let uh, Bill Belichick get all these veteran quarterback, uh, all these veteran players for like dirt cheap, and then it's just like nothing, yeah. bro. Why were you sitting on the sideline? Your team is garbage right now. You guys are like two and what six, and you guys couldn't make a trade for him. Like, <laughs> like come on, at least don't let him go to the Patriots, right? How about Atlanta? Has they been disappointing to you? Uh man, Atlanta, Atlanta. Um, I guess coming out their division, um, I didn't have them coming up that hot. I did have them third. Uh, I I knew that Cam Newton had too many weapons with Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. Um, and himself, like that's really Carolina's looking good right yeah, now. Yeah, right. Uh-huh. And then you got the Saints, you know, and then you got Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay with Jameis Winston, who <laughs> got benched, right? And yeah. Got benched to Fitz, um, Fitzpatrick. No one knew that he was. They were gonna come out that hot, you know, um, with Fitz having like a what a three-one start. When yeah. Starting. Yeah. I had no idea why they benched him for yeah, Jameis right? for like yeah, two games. Exactly. It was so you stupid. Know, yeah, that's how Tony Romo lost his job. You know, if the, if the yeah. guys like you know, and he Fitz Magic. Won the the whole Dude. team, you know, the whole yeah. team was behind them. So mm-hmm. Jamie came back, and like everyone's like, "Yeah, I no, know you're better." But like, yeah, dude, and that like, offense was so flawless under yeah. Fitzpatrick too. And and Jamie couldn't do anything compared to Fish Magic. You yeah. know, I, I picked him up the first week he came back in. I was like, oh, <laughs> he's about to put my, like you know, if he could have five touchdowns like Fish like Fitch Patrick and score f- and then rush for one, yeah. like bro, he's gonna be a killer. So I picked him off the wa- waiver wire and man, I started him over uh, Matthew Stafford last week when he oh threw my four God. pegs, man. Fuck. You might as well start Nate Peterman. Oh man, <laughs> <laughs> right. Fuck. Wait, or, so Nick, or Molin, <laughs> right? Or Nick Molin from the yeah. San Francisco. Uh, oh, yeah, that Niners. guy. Yeah. That, who, where did he come from? Right? He was unverified, and then he got verified <laughs> in like the, the third quarter of the game, right? <laughs> that was hilarious. 
It's crazy. That was an unkept secret, right? Uh, the whole team came, like, uh, in post-game interviews, uh, Richard Sherman was like, oh, he comes in there and he runs other teams' offenses, and it's not like he's just, like, running it to run it. Nah, he really be coming out there and telling, like, oh, I'm going to sip this through you, and I'm going to you know, fin- fit it in this, uh, into this window. So yeah, it was crazy how no one heard about him until now, you know? Garoppolo sitting there like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, right. right. If I can have a job when I come back, right? Yeah, now you got to Still getting paid? Yeah, getting paid, right? Yeah. Wait, so who who uh, who's on your fantasy team? Who you got? Oh, man, my fantasy is trash. Let's not talk about that <laughs> right now. <laughs> let me hear it. Let me hear it. Uh, but I had Matthew Stafford today. Obviously, I told you that I sat him for uh, Jamie a couple weeks ago, and he had like six points today. Oh, oh man. man, against the um, who Detroit played today? Detroit played uh, the Minnesota Vikings, and they had like nine sacks on uh, Matthew. Stafford, oh, they got like, shut in out. The yeah, third quarter. Yeah, he couldn't even score a touchdown. He didn't score a touchdown, bro. Mm-hmm. Like pissed, man. And then I have Mark Ingram. I had Leonard Fournette actually, and he went down. And then I had a uh, uh, running back from the Falcons. What's his name? Oh, uh, Devontae Freeman. Yeah, he went out too. Man, I was pissed. Damn, man. all your running backs are running out. Yeah, right. I was like, man, what's up with this season? <laughs> all bad. Yeah, I'm trying. <laughs> trying not to be in last place right now. That's what I'm. When I'm obviously, <laughs> how's, how's Rico doing in your league? Uh, Re- actually, Rico. Uh, Shout out to Rico. Rico's doing kind of good in my league. He made one trash ass trade. To be honest. <laughs> It was funny because uh, he made this trade and then uh, he talked to my third friend, you know, a third friend that we have in common. And mm-hmm. he was like, oh, yeah, dude, I fucking totally trade rape these people. Like, <laughs> I got some monster comeback. And then I walk into the room and I'm like, bro, why did you do that trade? What were you thinking? And he goes like, I know, right? Like, what was it? Oh, man, I don't even want to go back and uh, and haunt him, man. <laughs> <laughs> that was a trash trade. I was like, for real, bro? Uh, I think he ended up trading uh, Melvin Gordon. Um, oh, my. For LaShawn McCoy and. What the fuck? And Marshawn Lynch. What the? <laughs> I was like, what? That he is was, so <laughs> trash. I was like, what, bro? Like he was like, yeah, but I need the death and money back, and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> and then what sucked was like that same week, Marshawn Lynch goes into the IR. So like, <laughs> I was like, for real, bro? Damn. Bro, then, those two teams have no offense right now, and you're gonna trade for those two guys. Oh, oh my god. god. And the guy he traded to, like, he has a decent record, and he has uh, Todd Gurley. So now ha- whoever's facing them has to go against Todd Gurley and Melvin Gordon, top two running backs in fantasy, probably. Damn. So it's like, bro, you just gave him the championship, you know? <laughs> like, dude. Oh, well, lastly, I want to touch up on the Eagles real quick because I feel like they've kind of gone under the radar this year. So do you think the Eagles are going to make the playoffs even? Nope. Nope. Nah, <laughs> man, I still got hope on my Cowboys, baby. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but, uh, man, the the NFC East is a tough um, division every year. Like, even though the Giants suck, like, yeah. you never know if you're going to beat them. Like, whenever you play the Redskins, whenever you play the Eagles, this division rivalry is, like, unmatched to any other division. Mm-hmm. There's always tough games. Um yeah, I don't think the Eagles are going to make it to the playoffs, to be honest. Defending champions don't make it back. Um, I think the Redskins are... Well, we've seen it before, yeah. right? So it's not going to be surprising. Nah, yeah, that's true, that's true. But you would think they'll be better because they had most pieces come back. And exactly. they got better with Carson Wentz. But, uh, and they just got Golden Tate for a third-round pick. Yeah, so let's see if they make that late-round push. But I don't think their defense is doing all that great. And, and I think that's what, what people need is a defense, especially... If you're going to compete against the Saints, you need a good offensive line to go against those uh, those big yeah. ones they got. And so you're going to have to bring Drew Brees down. You're going to have to um, put slow down pressure. Kamara. Yeah, yeah. because, yeah. Yeah, because you can't have Kamara and Ingram running loose like that. Yeah. And obviously Mike Thomas and all the, all those guys, too. 
Yeah, no yeah well, the, the thing with the Eagles is just weird because, yeah, like you said, they have most people coming back. Um, the only problem they have right now is uh, their running backs are out, right? They don't have a Jai. Yeah, yeah. right. You know, I would I would try to trade for Le'Veon Bell. You know, um, they're not. <laughs> you know, they're. I mean, they're not paying Carson Wentz Carson Wentz money right now. You not know? yet. Yeah. Uh-huh. So you could have sacrificed two years of paying Le'Veon Bell a short contract, but like come through. You know. Damn. Um, that would have been sick, right? Ooh. What could have been, but um, yeah, the Redskins are a surprise this year. To be honest, like um, no one gives them yeah. credit. They're in top of the NFC East. They're gonna make the playoffs. Their defense doesn't give up too many points, as you could tell. They just went against the Falcons, and uh, they put a whooping on the Falcons. Falcons should have mm-hmm. had one of the had one of the what top receivers in the league, and they couldn't score off of them. So I think the problem with them is just like people don't trust Alex Smith. You know? Yeah. True. Um, he he does this every season. He and wins. And Adrian Peterson, right? They're like, yeah. oh, he's too old. Yeah, he's too old. You know, Adrian Peterson's playing pretty well right now, right? Right. Yeah. For yeah, for his age, everyone says, man, he does. He did have some um gas left in the tank, you know, which is yeah. good. Good for him. Um, what mm-hmm. last week was Sean Quan Barkley's first time meeting um Adrian Peterson, and Adrian Peterson had nothing but uh advice and uh and motivation for him after yeah. the game. So um. Do you think Saquon was overhyped? No, no, I don't. I mean, he's killing it this year. Like, uh, even behind that horrible quarter, um, yeah, offensive line. line, Yeah, yeah. If they didn't have Saquon this year, man, they would have been (laughs) worse. You know, (laughs) because uh, no, I I saw a clip where like literally nobody blocked for Eli, and he got rushed by like three guys. And the caption says, "Eli needs to fight his his offensive line after this one." (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they need to. Right, man. So from what it's looking right now for the NFC, you got the Rams. The Saints, the Bears. Do you think the Bears are staying? Packers, man. Aaron Rodgers. I think, yeah, I think um, the Packers are gonna make a run for and it. And the Vikings in that division. Yeah, um, man, that's tough. I have to see their their schedule. But uh, if Khalil Mack gets back and he's not injured, he doesn't have that ankle injury no more. Then um, I definitely think they're a hard team to beat. But mm-hmm. um, I don't see them beating the Vikings. To be honest, um, the Vikings. What they got? Uh, Adam Thielen, who was had like yeah. what, eight straight games with a hundred yards. Dude, they should have paid him instead yeah, of Stephon Diggs. Right, Stephon Diggs is he been dropping most of yeah. some of the most important catches of his career. Uh-huh. And then Dalvin Cook has been out, but he's back. So mm-hmm. we'll see. We'll see what the Vi- – and then their defense is pretty good. I mean, you could hear they just had nine sacks against Matthew Stafford. So I mean, the Vikings were scary last year, right? Yeah. The only problem was that they had Case Keenum yeah. uh, at the quarterback. But I think that was an upgrade to Kirk Cousins, right? Because yeah. Kirk Cousins is better than Case Keenum. So, so you, would um, you would think that they would be running the, yeah. the, I mean, and, the and, NFC uh, right now. What's his name? Uh, Aaron Rodgers had a slow start because of his uh, knee. He almost blew out his knee, right? So yeah. He was playing, like, injured. He shouldn't have been. Playing, he was on one leg against the Bears. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, we'll see tonight, right? He's playing against Tom Brady tonight, so we'll oh, s- dude, we'll see. But uh, two goats. Yeah, right. Two, two goats. goats. Going to, yeah, it's crazy how long they've been in the league, and this is only their second the second time, time in, playing. You know? Yeah, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Man, how great would that be in the Super Bowl, right? Oh man. Yeah, so I think the Redskins are going to drop, in my opinion. Yeah. I think the Eagles or the Packers will make their way in there, and um, possibly, possibly the Falcons. Because I think their offense is still too good. It's crazy that Julio barely got his first touchdown today. Yeah, right. He right. didn't have a t- t- have a touchdown last season. He didn't like the second half of the season. So kudos yeah. to him finally seeing the end zone. Well, the, the zone. problem with the Falcons is that they have uh, trouble converting in the end zone. Yeah, I mean they didn't have Devontae Freeman the whole season. You know, they just yeah. uh, he was out with a uh, like a calf injury, I think, or mm-hmm. a quad injury. 
the first couple of games and then he came back and then they put him in the IR. So, yeah. I mean, for me, it's been a freaking nightmare. So I can't imagine how David <laughs> Quinn's been, you know, <laughs> being the coach. Yeah. yeah. Having to deal with Tevin Coleman's trash ass. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they don't have no bow cow to like run it in, push it in, you know, in that one yard. Line yeah. They have no, they have no short, uh, yeah, short because, Yeah. Julio, you know, you can get like a yeah. 40 yard game from him. Calvin mm-hmm. Ridley as well, but it's those end zone touches. You're going to get double coverage against Julio. So he's exactly. not going to get that fade. And mm-hmm. then Calvin Ridley's going to get... And Ryan's not yeah. mobile enough to run that in. So. Yeah. I mean, looking at the NFC, I'm pretty sure the Steelers, Chiefs, and Patri- Patriots are set to stay there. Um, you have the Chargers, the Texans. I'm pretty sure the Chargers are going to make it, right? Yeah, Chargers. Um, so who do you think is going to slip out? Tex- between Texans and the Bengals. I think the Bengals are overperforming. Yeah, I, I would agree. Yeah, I think the Texans are going to sneak in there, especially after after I watched them last uh, last week against my Cowboys. I think uh, they could definitely make a push. Yeah, Deshaun Watson is going to start playing better. And then mm-hmm. uh, DeAndre Hopkins is going to only start getting better. Who did they trade for? They traded for Demarius Thomas, right? And so now they got Demarius yeah. against and with fucking DeAndre. And Lamar Miller's back to his old form, too. Yep. So, man, the Texans. And that defense is always scary with J.J. Watt yeah, and Jadavion Clowney, so. So we'll see. Yeah, I think the Texans are definitely going to make it. Yeah, I don't think the Bengals will. Well, the Ravens were playing pretty well, and then they've been slipping off a little bit. And yeah, then, they should um, just go to fucking what's his face? Who they who they draft this year? Lamar Jackson. Yeah, just start that guy already. <laughs> <laughs> Get Flacco like, out yeah, of there. Yeah, send him home. Make him retire already. Yeah, I can't believe they paid him that much money after winning that Super Bowl when it wasn't even him. Like, yeah, you know, like it wasn't his show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. Well, Flacco has that that Eli to him that, you know, he plays subpar in the regular season, but in the playoffs, he's almost like Wallace, you know. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. so I think the Bengals might slip. I, I have a homie that's a Bengals fan, too, so he's probably mad that I'm saying this. But sorry, Josh, uh, the Bengals might not make it, buddy. <laughs> but thanks, Rubes, for joining in today, dude. Uh, I hope you have fun. Whenever you want to come back and talk about football, let me know. Yeah, guys, thank, thank you for having me, Duke. I had a great time, man. Shout out to all your followers, all your listeners. Add me on the Instagram or Snapchat. My my Instagram is Ruben Hood uh, <laughs> with zeros, not O's, all right? Ruben Hood. Yeah. <laughs> all right, peace out. All right, man, thank you. And that's a wrap for today. Thank you, everybody, for listening in. If you like what you hear, please give us a follow on Instagram at Ball Is Only Podcast. And you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, SoundCloud, and Google Play Music. Till next time.